previously on the Arius Adventures, Peros and Rose, you two both dodge as, you know, the floor starts cracking underneath you. Can you uh, check on the prince? I'm going to see if I can get this beam off of uh, Rin. I'm on it. Can I tell if he's still alive? It does look like he does not appear to have any signs of life. I uh, reach out and I say, Togoro, uh, Lokeros, uh, Manny and I were all okay. Uh, we were in the palace, but we're working our way out through the rubble. Uh, stay outside. We'll meet you there. If you're anywhere near the palace, do not come in after us. You know what? Executive decision. Rhodes could be injured. He doesn't know what he's saying. Let's go. That was the complete opposite of what happened. I activate my armor too. Morphin time. And I go running in. As a beam collapses on you. Hey, Rode. Uh, so I broke my leg. And we're on, like, the second floor, so we're pretty much fucked up here. If you want to come up and send some help, that'd be great. And on the other side of the room, you see Manny and Kat. I got this. Can I? Should I jump to them? I can jump to them. I can totally make it. Tagoro flies past the two of them in between them and just takes us running and just, yeah, jumps across this fucking chasm. I, I got to go find my uncle and make sure everything's okay, guys. I'm sorry. I, I've got to go. That's a 19 on a karate chop on the back of her head. Ha! Jesus Christ, Tagoro. What are you? Except now that you assaulted a royal. I put her on my back. I go running to the bar. You're under You're under protective custody. I'm so confused. And my leg hurts a lot. Can <laughs> Tagoro, Naomi, get Naomi. Oh, there's an issue with that. What did you do, Tagoro? We have to go to the house where I got the special mind dust. I take them to the brothers. So you dash up the stairs and throw the doors open and you find Naomi. Looks like she's tuning her instrument. Yeah, speaking of, Tagoro, maybe now with the explanation time would be good. They're Nikogen. They're not actual free people. They're slaves who escaped their masters and robbed from them. Also, who are these hunters and where do we kill them? Yeah, let's do it in the Battle Ram Woods. We we found a spot. We could we could lure them to that clearing. I'm told that you're someone to talk to about poisons. Do you want to make a little coin today or not? She looks at the gold and then she looks behind you out the window and she walks past you and you hear the click of the door being locked. And she's just like, come with me, dare, as she sweeps the gold into her pocket and you head behind the counter with her. As you follow her back, you uh, see the shades have already been drawn for the night since she was in the middle of closing up. You pass by shelves with dried plants, jars of oils and seedlings and whatnot. If you'd like, you can make an investigation check, checking out things as you're walking by and seeing what there is. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, don't think that's very good. Uh, that would be an 11. Yeah, I mean, it just looks like a bunch of dried herbs and stuff. Nothing really super sticks out to you. Out of the ordinary, you see there is a bookshelf with uh, some scrolls and loose leaf paper and some journals and books that have different um, 
you see some things in gnomish, some things in elvish and whatnot, but nothing, like I said, nothing really jumps out to you. She goes over to her workstation and she puts on some glasses and she's like, so you're wanting something to paralyze someone? Yes, yes. And how, um, how severely potent are you looking for in, in this makeup? What will you be using it on? In food? In a flask no. or something? Uh, ideally coated on uh, a blade or on arrow tips. I got you. So you want something that will adhere pretty well to to your blades. Let me see. She uh, starts uncorking bottles and sniffing them. You don't see any markings on them indicating like what they are. Um, she grabs a little bit larger kind of like tonic bottle that's mm-hmm. empty. And you see she starts like picking up these other bottles, sniffing them, and then like some she'll she'll nod her head and put a few drops of this in it and then you see she goes to this pestle and mortar and she um put sprinkles these like a handful of little seeds of some sort and this like sweet sickly smell starts permeating the air as she's crushing it mm-hmm. and uh you see her pour some water into it to kind of like make it more liquefied and then she pours that into the tonic looking bottle as well. And she's working for about 10 minutes or so. So is there anything you want further ask her and talk to her about? Or are you just waiting for her to finish this potion up? I'm, uh, I think I'm just sort of waiting for her to finish this potion up. I do want to sort of casually glance around again to see if I can notice anything of particular interest. Okay, go ahead and make another perception check or uh, investigation check. Uh... <laughs> It's even worse. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to say no, that with my whopping nine, I don't notice oh, anything. Yeah. So. yeah, again, it just seems a lot of the same old stuff. Um, the only thing that sticks out is like a lot of her things don't appear to be marked. Like you see no writings on any of her bottles or jars. They either are completely unmarked or they have just like a symbol on them and that's it. Okay. So other than that, there's really nothing else that jumps out. So after a few minutes, she puts like a, a stirring stick in and gives it a stir and then corks it and shakes it up a bit, hands it over to you. And she's like, that's going to run you five gold, my dear. And uh, and how many applications will I get out of it? Well, if you're going to be putting arrows, you should be good for about 10, 10 arrowheads. And then if you're putting it on a blade or two, if you're going to use like a long sword, it will take the whole uh, tonic bottle or you could get one application for two daggers and then maybe another application for a short sword and a dagger all right uh i hand over the five gold and i thank okay. her for it is there anything else i can get for you uh this is uh no ma'am you've been a great help and i uh I will return when I have further business. Thank you. Well, she gives you a, a sly smile. If you're ever looking for something a little bit more under the table that most other shops don't sell, you would just come see good old Mabel, all right? Yes, ma'am. Thank you again. And I sort of, you know, give her a, a little nod and I, I turn around and walk away. All right. And are you heading straight out to the forest or are you regrouping with Lakeros and Manny at the uh, tavern? As soon as I'm out her door, I'm going to make all haste to catch up with Tagoro and uh, out in the forest there to, to start setting up the trap. 
Okay. God, Adam, you can't put shit like that in the chat. What are you talking off. about? You know exactly what I'm talking about, you bitch. It caught me off because Rhodes is having the serious moment. That's what I looked at and read. I guess this audience needs to know. Uh, talk, that old lady talking, I was just like, Tagore was like, I'd smash that. Smash okay. that hard. <laughs> Thanks. Always trying to horn in on my ladies in this game. All I'm saying. This is true. I like how Take she's just so like, totally okay with the murder. She's like, you need anything. I'm like, oh god, I'd smash that. <laughs> wow. wow. Talk to Cassie. She won't let me have no fun. Oh, yes. <laughs> god damn it, Tittles. I don't know. I didn't break character. I just, I messed with the group. That was all the DM's fault. Be professional. I know, and it made me break character. I broke narration. <laughs> You bitch. Okay, so, um, so you're off to rejoin Tagoro and Ramathorn, correct? Yeah. Yes, and I and I update everybody with the okay. uh, the Sonafar speaking. That I, okay. That I'm heading to meet with Tagoro. All right. So Tagoro, you get that update that Rhodes is on his way to you. Manny and Lakeros, you guys get that message. So we'll jump to you two back at the tavern. You were in the kitchen trying, like, trying to decide how you guys were going to go up there and talk to the humans. So we'll just start with you two. Uh, well, Manny, I'm, I'm wondering, since these guys are human, I'm human. Um, yeah. Do you, you think it best if, if I just go out there and persuade these guys to come with us or... Or, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They seem like assholes. They probably won't like me too much. Uh, that's my only worry. I mean, Yora overhears you as she's helping Alphorn prepare, you know, food for the night. She's just like, oh, I'm sure they won't have a problem with you. You're not an orc or a Nico Jen. Hmm. I was going to say humans, humans from that kingdom tend to be a bit more dicks to folks like me and Tagoro and the Nikogen. Right. I mean, I can persuade them to go out there. All the more reason to take them out. Yeah, I mean, I can say we noticed a bunch of Nikogen hanging out in the forest. It looked like they were camped out with a lot of gold. I, I don't know if they care that much about gold, but definitely the Nikogen. Well, I mean, why would they come out this way for Three Nikogens. Four Nikogen. Oh, four, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, they're probably going to get paid uh, right. for it. But. They were also sent um, by the governor herself. And I think Naomi had expressed how these were like pretty elite hunters. They weren't just bounty hunters. They were specifically hired and trained in hunting runaway slaves and all that. Yeah, so these guys are probably less interested in gold, uh, more for the hunt and, and bringing in the Nikujin, because they're going to get paid plenty of money to bring them in. All right, well. So I think all the enticement we really need is for them. Just to know where they're at. Yep, where they're at. So do you think we should travel with them? to go with them there and then haha surprise we're gonna cut your head off mm. i was just thinking like rumors i'm sure they're looking for them so if we spread some rumors around 
and then I could uh, make some magic to look like a Nicogen is actually hiding out at the place. All right. Uh, well, unfortunately, it's only one. I can only make one Nicogen. Can't really talk. I can just make it move. Well, yeah. All you have to do is make it run as soon as they see them, right? Right. So, what do you think? Well, I was. Well, I was thinking maybe a little more direct. That uh, you know, I present myself as somebody interested in also hunting these Nicogen. Since I'm human, that kind of makes sense. Okay. And I'll be your bodyguard. Got it. Uh, yeah. All right. Yep. I got your back. I got your bodyguard. <laughs> they might think you're a sidekick. And I kind of like fold my arms and like puff up my chest behind a little. <laughs> walk kind of a little bit taller than normal. I got you. I got you, buddy. <laughs> you hear, just, you kind of hear Fiora <laughs> chuckle under her breath, like, "Oh, that's adorable." I just pat him on the head. You know, Manny, you can be my bodyguard any day. <laughs> I just give a pleasant smile. <laughs> All right, let's go take care of these scumbags. All right, so you guys step out, and you see that the bar is starting to fill up a bit and whatnot. You see uh, the other employees, like the the barmaids and the the waiters, and you see uh, what was named Brent, the little uh, wait boys dashing in between tables and clearing off plates and stuff while the barmaids are bringing fresh drinks and stuff to tables. Um, Fiora kind of peeks out and points out she's like oh yeah those guys are there and she points to the corner to the uh four humans it's three men and a woman and they're all wearing like similarly uniforms of but they're not like wearing sigils or anything it's like travel leathers and whatnot you see some chain mail and plate here and there as they're sitting amongst themselves talking yeah fiora's like i'm just gonna stay back here so it doesn't cause too much of a problem unless you need me all right thanks fiora yeah it's probably best if you stay outside for for this part until we get them out of the inn yeah, yeah. that's fine i don't like dealing with assholes anyways <laughs> well pretty soon you won't have to cool all right good luck and uh yeah okay so you're heading over to their table uh yeah let's just go yeah. direct let's just okay. go right to the table yeah as you approach they all notice the two of you coming and you see they're kind of like sizing you up and whatnot so who's gonna initiate the conversation i will hey so uh Pretty nice to see some humans in here finally. Kind of reminds me of like a room full of children running about, if you ask me, <clears throat> says one of the men. Well, they have their uses. I suppose. Can we help you with something? Well, I just wanted to come over and say hey and see what you guys are up to. You look like a kind of a tight knit group here. Uh, the woman leans forward and, and whatnot. She's like, well, we're actually here trying to do a little bit of investigation, perhaps. Have you been here long? I've been here for a few days, yeah. Yeah, we, we came in a few days ago, actually. Hmm. Well, we're trying to figure out who to start asking what not. So far, the wait staff here hasn't been the most helpful, and plus they employ orcs, so I'm not sure how reliable they can be. Right, yeah. Might be a troublesome but, bunch, for sure. Yes. You know, um, um, but you're welcome to sit and join us. 
Yes, please sit down. I'd love to have an actual conversation with somebody who could give us some insight. Sure. I mean, what what kind of insight are you looking for? Well, we are looking for some missing commodities that have been stolen from our employer. Oh, wow. Like what? We are actually under the employ of the Governor Strobel from Ritzang. No, fancy. Oh, really? Yes. And she has been, she's had her office taken advantage of by some runaway slaves. Daddy, uh, let me guess. Nico Jin. Of course. So, a pack of troublesome slaves decided to get it into their head to break into the governor's office, well, personal home, I should say, and not only took their most, or her most valuable servant, but also made off with an exorbitant amount of her own personal treasury. Wow, how many, how many slaves could make off like that? Yeah, it's rough. Four. Four, yeah, you know, Just you know, four. you know. Bacaros. Remember remember we were down at the dock and I swear we thought we heard about rumors down about Nico Jin. Oh yeah, by I did the, hear by the woods. haven't made it to the docks yet. Yeah, by yeah, the yeah, Battle Ram Woods. The Battle Ram Woods, yeah. Yeah. And they were saying something about some other cat person or something that's yeah, with a bow. kinda like Nico Jin. Really kinda looked like a savage if you ask me. Uh, yeah, they were yeah, pretty savage. I mean, the Nikogen are in general. They're pretty pathetic and harmless for the most part, but... Well, if they're that harmless, how'd they make away with all that uh, treasure? Well, one of the slaves had been previously escaped and had been stealing from a bunch of noble houses within the governor's city and <laughs> got it into his oh, head man. that he could get... He could break in and steal from the governor herself. So, I have a personally oh. invested in interest in making sure this gets taken care of quickly and promptly, and we've been gaining on them. So you're like under the direct employee of her then? The, the guys all the guys all nod and whatnot. She's like, and the woman's just like, oh yes, we are her four best. Oh. I have my own little. She entrusted this job into. Bodyguard. She trusted this job to me. Well, nobody better to entrust it to. I think I've got my own bodyguard right here. He doesn't uh, look much in stature, but I tell you, he's a scrapper. Huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Start to like move my shoulders and stretch and kind of like. Make a charisma check, Manny, <laughs> as you're flexing and all that. Charisma check. All right. Yeah. Got it. Eleven. Okay, so um, a couple of the guys kind of like lean into each other and snicker a little bit. The woman... Like crack my yeah. knuckles and then I go, ah, ow. Yeah, <laughs> two of the guys kind of snicker amongst themselves. The woman is just like, she's not giving you anything. She's just got, like, she's sizing you up, but that's all you're able to read. <laughs> and the other guy's just kind of like waiting for her lead. And she's like, well, I suppose if you're willing to do some work, we can pay some gold. If you can lead us to where you had heard they were hiding out, we'd be greatly appreciative. And I can also guarantee the personal thanks of Governor Struble. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. It depends on how much gold you're talking about. Cause exactly. uh, I mean, Governor Struble sounds like you can afford a pretty penny. Be willing to pay um, 
Let's see. For each of the Nico Jen minus the servant girl, we w- she's willing to pay a hundred dollars a head. And then for the safe return of the treasure, three hundred gold. And then for the Nico Jen girl herself, five hundred. Okay. Well, I'm thinking a good five hundred to take you to him. I think half is fair. Very well. Take a whole heck of a lot longer to find them otherwise. Make a persuasion check. Nice. Let's see. Persuasion. Oh, geez. Good thing I rolled high. 17. You know, like half up front, half when we take them to you. She reaches into a large satchel at her side and pulls out a weighty, a medium-sized bag that looks made, like well-made and like this nice fine tanned leather and you see a sigil on it and she sets it down. I think that will suffice. 500 now and then the rest later. Sounds good. Manny, if you don't mind. Okay. He's also my broker. Yeah, so. <laughs> of course. So, uh, when are you guys prepared to uh, make this journey? It's not very long. Oh, well, we can gather our things and be ready to set off here shortly. We'd like, again, we are very anxious at getting this business done and dealt with. Uh, Governor has been most displeased with her runaway slave. Of course, and uh, I feel like if uh, the faster we go, the the more surprise we'll have. Sounds good. All right. How about we uh, meet outside the tavern in, say, 15, 20 minutes? We shall do that. Thank you, gentlemen. She rises from the table and nods to the men and they follow her. She seems to be kind of the one in charge and whatnot. So, um, yeah, you guys head out and wait for them. Yeah. After a few, are, are you guys talking or doing any yeah, well, uh, between I want to send a message uh, with our okay. stones to the yeah, guy. Yeah, we're just going to, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to say, uh, okay, guys, we got the um, perps coming out soon 20 minutes be ready we'll be right back with the rest of the episode after a quick word from some of our other fellow podcast friends if you're a fan of actual play podcasts and audio drama podcasts then you're gonna love beholder's eye we're an epic fantasy adventure that starts where the story begins We don't make you wade through six backstory episodes about characters you don't know or care about. We start with violence, the way God intended a D&D podcast to begin. If you're looking for a good character-driven podcast with bloodshed, dumb decisions, dark lords, political backstabbing, demons, and all the other trappings that make epic fantasy exciting, then subscribe to Beholder's Eye. Just look for the big green eye. Hey everyone, your DM Cassie here. Before we jump back into the rest of the episode, I just want to take this opportunity to thank everyone who submitted characters for our upcoming community one-shots. We received so many great submissions and a huge congratulations to everyone who received their emails. We can't wait to record and game with everyone, so make sure to tune in for those special episodes. Also, make sure to check out our Twitter and Facebook pages for our Party Advantage Loot Giveaway. 
Just make sure to like, share, and comment for your chance to win some awesome gear to give you the advantage on your next encounter. As always, if you've been enjoying this episode of Party Advantage, please take the time to review us on your podcast platform of choice. Reviews really do help us spread the word and grow the show so that we can bring you even more exciting content. And whenever you find yourself wanting to know more about Arius and Farwind, please make sure to check out our website at partyadvantagepodcast.com. You'll find it full of character backstories, lore, maps, and much, much more. Thank you so much for listening, and now, back to the show. Uh, Rhodes, you're just entering the forest as you get this message. Lakeros, you're hanging out by the lake with Ramathorn. I mean, Tagoro. Yeah. Tagoro, damn it, sorry. Tagoro, you're hanging out with Ramathorn. Basically, you guys told me to set up traps, so it's that scene in Predator where Arnold's is like shirtless, covered in mud, like making traps. <laughs> this is what's going on. Yes. Are you shirtless and covered in mud? I mean, I thought this was supposed to be a like trap, so you have to blend in. So, like, I have a ghillie suit on basically right now. So, this, go ahead this, this and... Beautiful. This is fantastic. So, I like this. Go ahead and make me a survival check as you're doing all this shit. Oh my god! No, twenty-one. <laughs> okay, so you're so. Did you also uh, hide Ramoth? Like, get him in his oh own. Oh god, like, yeah. He has. Okay. Yeah. So Ramathorn is like down. He's like resting, sitting as you've like put bushes and stuff around him, and you've like painted mud on him. He's bleated like happily at you as you're giving him attention and whatnot. He tries to get a little bit rambunctious with you, but you're just like, no, we got to do this. So you're so, you, you've done such a good job in hiding yourself in your makeshift ghillie suit and hiding Ramathorn. You hear footsteps approaching and you see Rhodes stepping out into the clearing and he's looking around like looking for you guys, but he hasn't spotted you yet. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! <laughs> <laughs> that so, was not in Predator. So, that was so not in Predator. So, Rhodes, as you step out into this clearing, <laughs> he does. So, <laughs> Rhodes, you make your way to this clearing that the guys have given you directions to and whatnot uh, and everything. But as you're looking around, like, you don't see anybody anywhere. But you go ahead and make a perception check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's much better than i've been rolling tonight that'd be a one yeah 21 you hear tagora giving out a really bad bird call I sounds just... like cardi b somewhere i don't know it's weird <laughs> <laughs> uh so i just awkwardly and like I guess more like flatly, just like go caw over here. <laughs> so do you show yourself uh, to Rhodes, to Goro, or are you staying hidden? No, I pop up. I pop up. He pops up like literally right next to you, <laughs> like a foot away from you. It's like sup, and uh... <laughs> you see he's got mud painted across his face. He's covered in leaves and twigs. You hear a bleat across the pond, and you see Ramathorn happily stick his head out from a bush. As you see, he also has stuff covering him up. 
No, no, he's not taking that from the bush. He is the bush. He is the bush. There you go. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I, uh, I've been working on trying to figure out how to do that myself. Very cool. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I got this poison and uh, I'm here to help you set up trap. And also I have been practicing my magic and uh, I have a handy spell that I think come um, uh, into some use here. Uh, where I can create a 20 foot uh, radius uh, area uh, that uh, that transforms with camouflage uh, spikes and thorns to uh, to damage and slow down anybody who moves through it. Okay. So <laughs> if that fits into your plan, actually, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that whether or not it fits in your plan, I'm using it because I'm very excited about it. So that's why I like I said he just mainly like did the rainbow thing. There's like spikes, holes with spikes. There's like a tree trunk somewhere up there with tripwire. Like this is this is gonna be a fun day for everyone. Oh no, this is gonna be great. I'm very excited <laughs> that we get to kill some people. So <laughs> um, I think we need to discuss later why you go to murder first. <laughs> Monster Slayer. Now, um... <laughs> is, this, is this just because it's th these guys are after Naomi and you've slowly been kind of starting yes. to have a crush on her? <laughs> I mean, that's a good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> okay. So, go ahead. <laughs> No, it's just a road is like all cats. It's not so much about, you know, <laughs> the end. It's more about the act. <laughs> you know, why does your cat sit at the bird feeder and just, you know, or at the bird bath and just kill as many birds as it can? Because God it damn. can. <laughs> <laughs> you and I had different cats growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's a bastard. A lovable bastard, but a bastard. <laughs> so. I don't think you should let your cat outside anymore. <laughs> Look what happened when Road went outside. I pick up That's some mud leaves. Do you want me to do you now? Yes. <laughs> Phrasing. Did, wait, did you say yes? Yes. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and do another survival check as you paint roads. God! Ah, <laughs> he doesn't even have a telltale oh, shimmer no. anymore. He's gone. <laughs> Ramathorn comes over confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't blink. <laughs> I was going to say, Ramathorn looks concerned as one moment he saw his new furry friend and the next he literally disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> you discuss so, why Tregora is so good at things. <laughs> Tagoro is a savant for some reason. <laughs> it actually makes sense, actually. <laughs> God damn. So you two and Ramathorn get set into place and you lay your traps and road you've cast your spell. Yes? Uh, it only has a 10 minute duration, so I'm going to okay, hold so out. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll hold out till uh, they get a little bit closer. Um, okay, and Manny and Lakeros, are you guys sending like updates when you're getting closer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the humans yeah, have regrouped with you guys. 
Yeah. Well, with the, the stones, yeah, with the stones. Well, all we have to do is touch it, and we mind it to yeah. them. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're good then. So yes. real. So real quick, I do want to go ahead and apply that poison to uh, I think five of my arrows. Okay. Go ahead and just make note of that. Okay. And the poison does. Um, it, it basically is going to follow like paralyze rules and stuff. So. Okay. What's the nice. DC for that? What's the safety DC? Um. I have to look it up real quick. Same as a paralyze spell. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking. I think that that's kind of what I was planning on when I was looking at this. Okay. Stuff last time. Let me. Would that be based off of uh, Rhodes uh, DC for spells? Or... Right. Mabel made it, so it'd be based off of her. Yeah. Technically. Her DC is going to be a 15. 15 for the oh. the poison. Yeah. Nice. Easy. So as you apply this, Rhodes, um... <laughs> Rhodes, yes. Oh God, I forgot you were there. Okay, sorry. Jesus, <laughs> I tried to put that out there. Really fun. I missed. This I missed the fun. Rose. So I had to turn to you. <laughs> God damn it! I'm right here, buddy. Right behind you. <laughs> You almost step on him as he's applying this shit to his arrows. <laughs> so as you're applying this stuff onto your arrows, you see, again, like that thick, sweet, sickly smell kind of holds in the air for a few moments before it dissipates. And it has like this greenish, oily film to it. Mm-hmm. So um, I won't have you make any dex checks or anything, but I'm just pointing that out to you how it looks and everything and you see it like sticks it doesn't run or drip off the arrowheads it seems like once you get it on there it it stays okay excellent i'm all set then uh i'm assuming that i'm hidden here do i need to make a stealth check or anything to hide yes i'll go ahead and have since to grow has done such a good job with the disguises and whatnot i'll give you both advantages on your stealth checks all right all right, so uh, that is a 22 on my stealth. 22 and Goro. 13. Okay. And let me pull up Ramathorn's dex, and I can do his real quick if you want. So I assume he needs to hide as well. His dex is at plus zero. Okay. Should we do that or should we split up? That would kind of box them in. Yeah, I would split up so that we can get them caught in like a crossfire uh, sort of situation here. I think the idea, at least as I envision it, is that we, uh, you know, if if they lead, then we go ahead and hit them as soon as they, they cross through. If it's Manny and Lucaros leading, then we let them clear our uh, our kill zone and then we, then we hit them. I'll do that. That way he's across from me. I'm across from him. We cover both sides. Mm-hmm. Since there looks like there's exits right there. The bottom looks like it's really dense. So if anything, their movement would probably be cut in half if they try to yeah. go that way. So Manny and Lakeros, as you guys have been leading them through and whatnot, um, go ahead and what is your, are, are you guys feigning like tracking or are you just like, what is your plan with leading them out here? 
Yeah, kind of as we get a little closer, we start, uh, you know, kind of feigning like we're uh, being a little more uh, stealthy. So go ahead and make deception checks. That's a 14. I got a 15. Okay. At least charisma these things. I can't do these. (laughs) I love it. I got a minus two. (laughs) It's okay. I made Rhodes work hard during his one-off. <laughs> he was doing. Yeah, he, yeah you did. He had to do like all sorts of shit he doesn't normally do. It <laughs> was so hard. That was so hard. <laughs> it was the least rangery adventure I think. He took. It's one of the things I generally like about rangers is they're good in most scenarios, <laughs> but like <laughs> you managed to create one that I just sucked at. <laughs> You're welcome. So, um, lady, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So as we're kind of going through, could I have maybe to boost my deception, make minor illusions of like Nikojin prints in the soil? Yeah. Um, there's to, no verbal components, so I can do it kind of stealthily. I can do it okay. like, stealth of hand if you or sleight of hand if you like. Uh, go ahead and do sleight of hand, and then I'll let you re-roll your deception check. Okay. Nah. Okay. <laughs> well, that will be a twelve <laughs> for sleight of hand. All right. Let's see if she notices. All right, you don't think you you don't believe she's noticed you. Um, so go ahead and roll your uh, deception again. It's plus seven. So twenty-two. Okay. Twenty-two. Gotcha. Alrighty. And from what you guys can tell, they are following along with no problems. So you two start coming into the clearing. You see the lake just ahead of you. It's about, it's just, the sun is just starting to set, I believe, with all of this. Um, The activities today and then getting all this stuff set up and whatnot in your conversation with them. So yeah, it's just about dusk. Sun's just starting to come down all that jazz. So there's a little bit of light still peeking through the forest uh, trees and whatnot. Uh, You don't see any traces of your friends. So what is your next move as you are stepping out here? Um, I I touch the stone and I say, okay, guys, we're here. Manny, um, follow my lead and uh, be ready to make your Nico gym. Yeah, I'll kind of like let them step ahead of us so that I'm staying back and then I'll make a uh, just a small Nico Jin. I'll make like Naomi okay. run, run where road is to start and then kind of into that clearing, if that makes sense. So like if I had road here, like go that way. Mm-hmm. Are okay. you guys warning us before you do this? <clears throat> yeah, I. Okay. Is if you're going to warn us, then I'd like to, before I can see you guys, I'll let you know to hang back and I'm going to cast that uh, uh, that uh, spike growth spell. Yeah, I was going to uh, say too, I'd like to, um, I'd like to, <clears throat> excuse me, I'd like to uh, say like five minutes before we actually get to the spot, let them know that we're five minutes away. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. The this not not Lakeros, but this hunter, he starts as soon as he sees that image of Naomi rushing off, he starts taking a step forward. This human sees uh, that as well, and he also starts moving this way. This human gets about here, and the woman is still standing between the two of you. She's keeping an eye on these men, and she sees the guy rushing after the image of Naomi. So who wants to do an action first? So just real quick, um, Mm -hmm. since they warned us when we were five minutes out, Mm -hmm. that I I cast that uh, spike growth. So it's a Mm 20-foot radius. Uh, and the area becomes difficult terrain for the duration. Uh, when a creature moves into or within the area, it takes uh, 2d4 piercing damage uh, for every five feet it travels. And the transformation of the ground is camouflage, look natural. A creature can't see uh, that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a wisdom uh, perception check against your spell DC. So uh, casting it far enough out to where they couldn't see it. Um, mm-hmm. But that twenty foot radius sort of fills that whole center section of where we are, so they'd be moving gotcha. in. Uh, so for every five feet they move in, uh, they should take two d four piercing damage, and it's difficult terrain, so it halves their movement. Gotcha. Let me. Yeah, no worries. Okay, so um, let me pull up their stuff. So they have to make a, a what say first. So there's no save. Wisdom. No there's save. No. Okay, I thought I heard a save in there. Okay, the, so the wisdom to notice it. The, the wisdom is that if they're gonna look for it before they uh, before gotcha. they enter. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. So and they each take how much damage? Two d four piercing Jesus. damage for every five feet of travel. Two d four. God damn. Now will that that probably just like alerts the captain? Oh yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Shit. And it, so it's it's. Um, I, I was gonna say be, before this whole uh, scenario, because um, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how that was working. <laughs> um, <laughs> as soon as she makes any kind of movement or looks concerned, I'm sticking my blade right in her. Okay. Um. Let's see. That's that. That's my hold action that I would like to do. Yeah, and if I could, uh... <laughs> oh man, <laughs> did not know that I was gonna be this close to this bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, as soon as I see anything go down, I'm gonna go invisible. Okay. Let and me. is that uh, road? I have a question. Does the twenty foot affect us as well? It looks like you guys are on the edge of it. I sort of planned it. My thought was so that it you know, cast it before you guys got here. Right. So but, if, right. but if we wanted to move, it. but if we wanted to move, we would get we would be affected as well. Yes. Okay. Everybody I just want to make sure. Be. All right. Awesome. I am going to move backwards. <laughs> okay. Those four humans, like as soon as they take their damage and realize what's going on, their weapons are drawn. Uh, The woman, she... Okay, so as soon as she was going to make a move to attack her. Yeah, okay. yeah, look, she wanted to attack her as soon as she makes a move. Yeah. Or like she's... She doesn't, like, she actually looks very much alert. 
her hand immediately draws her weapon. So she is ready to attack you guys. Like she she sends something's up. So yeah. yeah, she's ready for for what you guys have coming. So you can attack okay. her. I would like to attack her then. Very well. Uh, so I'm going to do a crimson right as well on my blade. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that hurts you. Or does that not hurt you? It does okay. hurt me. Okay, that is an 18 uh, plus 8, 26. 26 to hit her? Yes. That hits. Perfect. Okay, that's uh, 9 damage from the blade and I 14 from the blade. Alright, so she takes 14 damage? Yep, 14 from the blade and... Jeez, I'm so horrible with my... Uh, let's see, uh, 16. To hit? Yeah. That misses. And she's going to expend one of her superiority dice to make an attack against you. Oh, superiority dice. Yeah, she's going to go with her repost day. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> repost. Huh? So she draws forth this very well-made long story. See, it's got the silver hilt with a um with a skull's head out in the center of it and whatnot and the blade looks very well made and very deadly sharp and she's going to attack you all right roll her die does a 29 hit you uh, yeah. Okay. So that hits 28. You take eight damage. As eight. She, yeah, okay. as she attacks back, you see her lips curl back into a sneering grin. She's like, I figured this was too easy of a deal. And I rebuke back, well, at least I got 500 gold out of it. <laughs> we'll see. So, um, yeah. Let's go ahead and roll an ish. Thanks for joining us for the Arius Adventures here on Party Advantage. Come join our community over on our Discord channel and hang out with the cast and fellow fans of the show by following the link in the episode description. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook using at Party Advantage to check out fun posts, polls, and special announcements. Lastly, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you stay current with all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back next week for the Farwind Saga run by fellow DM Rob Kerr. Will the party find an advantage on their next encounter? Only one way to find out. See you then.